Welcome back to the Bindman's Good Divorce Week podcast with me, Maeve Lucy, and my colleague, Melissa Arnold. Our third and final podcast in this series will look at the financial arrangements which might need to be made alongside a divorce. I'm not sure about you, Maeve, but in my experience, many people believe that once they are divorced, their financial obligations to their former partner have automatically ended. But this is not true, is it? No, it is not. If the court hasn't ordered something known as a clean break, then financial claims are not extinguished and can be pursued by either spouse at a later date. So does there need to be a contested hearing to obtain a clean break? Absolutely not. And in fact, we discussed in our first podcast the alternatives to court litigation and ways in which financial settlements can be negotiated. If an agreement is reached, this can be presented to the court and often ordered without a hearing there will need to be some consideration of circumstances before any financial settlement is either ordered by the court or simply approved by the court. The statute law in relation to financial matters hasn't changed in almost 50 years, and we as family lawyers continue to rely on Section 25 of the Matrimonial Causes Act 1973, quite an ancient piece of legislation, which has been elaborated on by some very important case law in the intervening years. Melissa, would you like to tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. Section 25 of the Matrimonial Causes Act sets out a number of factors the court takes into consideration when determining what might be a fair financial settlement. These will always include, first and foremost, the needs of any young children, but also extend to income and earning capacity, property and other financial resources, financial needs, obligations and responsibilities, the standard of living that's enjoyed by the family before the marriage breaks down, the age of the parties to the marriage and also the duration of the marriage. Physical and or mental disabilities are also considerations and contributions that parties have made or are likely to make to the welfare of the family, including any contributions looking after the home or caring for the family. Conduct of parties to a marriage might also be taken into consideration if disregarding the conduct might be inequitable. But quite honestly, for conduct to be considered, it really must be extremely serious. That is a lot. So what relevance does that have for financial settlements, particularly in light of our previous conversations regarding ADR? Well, Maeve, no matter how finances are resolved, our advice will always be informed by Section 25. When advising clients, even if they agree matters themselves, they should be informed that any agreement should be within a sort of spectrum of orders that the court would ordinarily make. Got it. So why is it so important that financial matters are dealt with alongside divorce? Well, it's to protect the assets and income in the future. A financial order severs a couple's financial ties to one another and protects their estates on death. An example we often give is that if someone were to win the lottery in the future and they hadn't or didn't get a final financial order alongside their divorce, then their former spouse could, in theory, make claims against those winnings. Wow, so it really is incredibly important to deal with finances on divorce then, isn't it? Yes, it really is. And whilst I think it's absolutely brilliant that more and more people are able to apply for a divorce themselves, I think it's perhaps now more important than ever that advice is taken about finances and if possible before even starting that divorce process. And if you've already divorced but you don't think you've resolved your finances, then you should also take advice. This is especially important if you're planning to remarry. This could actually extinguish your financial claims against your former spouse, even where there hasn't been any formal order or previous settlement. Absolutely. That's often referred to as the remarriage trap. Is there anything else you think that couples should be aware of, Melissa? 
Yes, I do. I think it's always important to mention that a final order in a divorce might affect entitlement to pensions and other benefits. So it's usually advisable not to finalise the divorce until financial matters have been concluded. This is to protect interests in certain assets, particularly the pensions and anything under a will. That's really interesting. Thanks, Melissa. That brings our Good Divorce Week podcast to its conclusion. A final reminder, as always, remember, if you do need assistance with anything family law related, please do contact our family team here at Bindman's. We can be reached at info at Bindman's.com or by calling 0207-833-4433. Our team has a breadth of experience across all areas of family law and we would be more than happy to help. Goodbye for now. Thanks for listening.